It's Wednesday, August 17th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Mark Reef, and joining me in studio today from Stock Advisor Canada, Taylor Muckerman. Taylor, hello. What is happening, Mark? What is happening what out is there in happening? the world? Well, Plenty of things. Some dark things, some good things. Some good things, some bad things, <laughs> and we're going to talk about both. Uh, we're also going to talk about earnings. Earnings season is winding down slowly but surely, uh, but we've still got news from uh, Target and Lowe's. We've got previews for Walmart, and we've got some big news from McDonald's yes. that's going to take some talking about. Uh, let's jump in. Let's begin with Lowe's. Uh, Lowe's rival, Home Depot, announced excellent earnings just the other day. Uh, Home Depot's share price barely bumped. Lowe's reported, as we were just talking about, not a terrible quarter. No, not overall, terrible at all. But its share price has dropped something like six percent today so far. Uh, first and foremost, what's the story over at Lowe's? How did this quarter look? Well, you saw, you know, things were all right. Sales grew, transaction cost sizes grew, um, the number of transactions grew, um, but it lowered four-year guidance, whereas Home Depot raised four-year guidance slightly, and you could maybe. Think that Lowe's lost a little bit of market share to Home Depot in the quarter because same source sales in the United States for Lowe's was much lower than it was for Home Depot. Um, whereas in the first quarter, Lowe's had much better same source sales growth in the United States than Home Depot. So kind of mm. just going back and forth. But like we just talked about, these shares are up 400% in the last five years. So I think that it was just, you know, it's priced. To continue to impress, sure. And so maybe this is just a little bit of a sell-off um, that it might be necessary mm -hmm. uh, to put the price back in back in line with expectations. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's doing very well. Yeah, overall a good quarter for Lowe's and Home Depot. And as you said, both companies. You know, uh, people have strong feelings about Home Depot versus Lowe's. Yeah. We were just talking about it before the show. Dan Boyd, uh, the man behind the glass, has uh, a great love affair with Lowe's, but is a comparatively. Yeah, well, he's not, <laughs> not a know. huge fan <laughs> with Home Depot. Uh, and yet, when we look at the share prices of these two mm -hmm. companies, the stocks really don't reflect any sort of major difference. You just said, if over five years, both companies are up roughly 400%. Yeah, compared to about 180% for the S&P 500. Right, so, so more both than of double. them are doing well, yeah. obviously, and surely that's that's in part because of uh, the growth for, for house owning and for, mm -hmm. for homeowners who are remodeling. In fact, recent studies show that 28% of U.S. homeowners plan to remodel, expand, or improve their houses this year, in 2016. Obviously, Home Depot and Lowe's Benefit from mm -hmm. that. I guess the question here is how does Lowe's pull ahead of Home Depot? Yeah. How does it separate itself when I think in a lot of consumers' minds, again, there's a difference maybe we've built in in our own minds mm -hmm. or there's no difference whatsoever in the share prices? Um, well, in, in Lowe's story, I guess a recent acquisition of some Canadian stores under the brand name Rona, um, it basically took their store count in Canada from 43 up to 539. Whoa. So that's about in the sales that they're getting from that, around six billion, is about thirteen percent of um, the the market share for home improvement sales in Canada. So, it, addressing a very big market um, and a growing market in terms of homes, because you look at Toronto and Vancouver, some of the hottest real estate markets in the world right now. Mm. Um, you go up there, and cranes are everywhere. Um, houses are being built. Outside of the city, and in the U.S., you look at um, entry-level homes aren't really the focus for builders right now. So, folks that are looking to to upgrade um, or even get into a home might have to buy a house that's maybe a little bit smaller, maybe a little bit older than they're looking for. Then they have to come in and renovate that to their liking with the money that they might have spent 
on a bigger house that just wasn't available to them. So um, I think that that's been a nice tailwind, and and based on construction forecast, that's lo- that's looking to continue. So, uh, but in terms of comparisons of the stores, um, I ac- I have to go with Lowe's. My sister's in the marketing department at Lowe's over oh, there. So, okay. Um, and personally, um, growing up in Mooresville, North Carolina, which is where the headquarters are, mm-hmm. you know, they've got some pretty decent stores there. So I'm kind of biased, but. Um, I don't think that necessarily there's a difference for investors. Both of these companies are growing very quickly, and they have they have different initiatives, but they're succeeding at them individually. Well, I think the initiative we clearly need to talk about is Lowe's Robotic yes, Companions. Yes, We talked about this maybe a year or two ago at this I point? I think it was 2000, late 2014 when they first introduced the idea, and now it's been in a couple stores uh, lately. And what is the idea here, Taylor? Yeah, so it's basically, um, I guess it's about a five-foot-tall robot that that um, has facial recognition software, has the full inventory of the store downloaded into its software, um, a screen right on its quote-unquote chest mm-hmm. um, where you can ask it questions and it'll pull up items that you're looking for. And then you can it's touch screen, you can poke on the one that you want and it'll direct you uh, to where that item is located in the store. So, um, And as Dan said, Lowe's employees that he's interacted with seem to be a little bit more knowledgeable than Home Depot employees about the entire store. And now they have robots. Now they have robots. We'll never be wrong. (laughs) The future is now. Yes. My God. So I think, yeah, if you're looking at the future of these two stores, um, I haven't heard Home Depot doing anything (laughs) even close to this. No robots Um, there. My big thing with these two stores is one day I'm imagining everything will just be 3D printed on site. Sure. So there will be no more nail aisle. There will be no more lamp aisle. You just order online at 3D printed and there you go. That's quite the uh, that's quite the future. All right. I like that. Yeah. Uh, great prediction from Taylor. Uh, let's dive in uh, to earnings from Target. Okay. Uh, Target reported earlier today. Uh, in theory, things it's the same sort of story over at Lowe's. In theory, things look good at Target. Uh, they beat on both sales and earnings. They they beat, excuse me, um, Estimates from estimates, the analysts. Yes. Yeah, not not yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, in practice, uh, shares are down over six percent today, just like over at Lowe's. Uh, what happened to Target this quarter? Again, cut guidance and uh, revenue and, and same store sales were actually down. Revenue mainly down due to the fact that they sold it their farm or it sold its pharmaceutical business right. to CVS. So you lose some sales there, but same store sales is are down uh, a little over one percent year over year. And then you look at digital sales, you think, oh, 16% growth in digital sales. This is great. But the first quarter saw 23% growth, and the year-over-year quarter last year saw almost 32% growth. So, (laughs) slowing digital online growth. Um, And they're struggling big time in the grocery segment, which is around 20% of their revenue. Um, Just not seeing the same traffic that they used to. in the grocery department, so you see a lot of spoilage with their fresh produce. They had tried to make an initiative to go more organic, more fresh, and because of lower traffic in that department, they're losing out on a lot of those sales because it, it doesn't have the same shelf life as as a dress or some shoes do. Sure. Um, and then they're seeing a lot less one-stop shop. They're seeing more bulk um, like people coming in there trying to fill their entire cart because, like me, I'm not going to go to a Costco or a Walmart or a Target for a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go there when I need a lot of things. And so you're seeing people choose online shopping um, for those one-off purchases rather than going into a Target, uh, as you see here. 
And just speaking of uh, the different parts of Target that seem to be struggling here, as you mm-hmm. said, the the grocery department not doing so great. Uh, you've also obviously in the last couple of years uh, this kind of fast fashion movement, I guess mm-hmm. is what you'd call it. Like the the, the stores like H and M or Forever Twenty One have been taking a lot of the clothing yeah, retail absolutely. out of Targets. And of course, there's always Amazon looming above them with the the sales on you know toys, electronics, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Uh, it really doesn't seem like. It kind of seems like Target is surrounded on all sides here by stronger, faster-moving competitors. Yeah, I think you hit that right on the head. And speaking of electronics, Apple sales down twenty percent mm-hmm. um, at Target stores. So I don't know how much that speaks about Apple, or maybe it's more of these online electronic sales taking place, or even Apple's retail presence is growing. So maybe people are turning to actual Apple stores rather than going into Target and dealing with somebody that might not be as knowledgeable about the product. Mm-hmm. Now, whenever we talk about Target, our discussions do seem to take on this. Tone of doom and gloom, I guess. Uh, but if you actually look at the company over the last two years, and I use the two-year time frame because as of last week, the CEO there, Brian Cornell, mm. has been there for two years uh, under the former CEO Greg Steinheffel. Heifel, something yeah, like that. We'll give him He's the former one. CEO, yeah, it doesn't right. matter anymore. Uh, Target really didn't seem to go anywhere, at least in share price. Under CEO Brian Cornell, share price is up 18% over the last two years. That's not bad, and certainly seems to uh, kind of disagree with this doom and gloom forecasting yeah. that we have here. Is, are we are we missing something here, or is Target just a strong enough company, a strong enough brand that even with you know competitors chomping at the bit yep. at all sides here, it's still going to continue to do well? Well, I think if you look at the last two years, this is really the big, the first big miss for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think maybe take a take a breather on this quarter. Maybe maybe wait a couple more months. Let's see how they react next quarter. Um, because they have seen, like you mentioned, some growth. The, st- the stock price isn't up for no reason right. over the last uh, couple of years. So um, maybe we just cut them a break on this quarter. Um, but you you do want to see some things turn around, especially in that groceries business, because it's about twenty percent of revenue. Right, and obviously, you know, Target is in the middle of cost cutting right now yes. as well. Like you said, they sold off their pharmaceutical business to CVS uh, in June of 2015. They shut down all their stores in Canada mm-hmm. back in uh, earlier to- in 2015. Uh, they're actually trying to save, I believe it's $2 billion in costs in the two-year period ending in 2016. So, we're coming up to that. And the company mentioned uh, on the call, they're on pace to exceed that goal. Right. So, if they do, look for maybe another pop after the sell-off. Yeah. Exactly. It seems like, you know, now is the the deep breath before the the next big Mm -hmm. push from Target. So, definitely something to watch there. Again, kind of a a topsy-turvy quarter quarter here. But I have have faith in Brian Cornell. He's been doing pretty well there. Two years of growth is nothing to turn your nose up at. Especially when you're coming into a company that had struggled both in terms of sales and and the, the credit card hack scandal. Mm-hmm. So, um, not an easy job, but two years of, of positivity right here. Absolutely. Uh, now, let's talk about Walmart. So, Walmart is reporting earnings uh, early on Thursday, and I'm sure uh, Chris and whoever is else on the show with him on Thursday are going to have things to say. But let's give a, a quick preview since we're talking about these big retailers. Yep. Uh, it makes sense to talk about the biggest of them all. Uh, so, Walmart is going to be announcing tomorrow. Uh, expectations aren't. You know, stratosphere. They're they're pretty much you know. It's the biggest retailer in the world. Yeah, it's nothing not growing crazy is going to happen. Yeah. You're right. The growth isn't there. But even we, it's the same sort of conversation we have with Target. Every time we talk about Walmart, we talk about Amazon eating its lunch mm-hmm. and, and all these problems that uh, the company is having. And yet again, it just keeps on trucking on. Uh, are you are you bullish on Walmart right now? How do you think things are going to turn out for this quarter? On on the quarter, I, I expect things to be fairly muted. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at lower gasoline prices. 
um, than they were last year. And Walmart does have s- some gas sales, um, unlike unlike a Target. Um, and then you look at you continue to look at more and more online shopping. And then I'm interested to see if they talk even further about the Jet Jet.com sure. acquisition, about three billion dollars worth of an outlay there um, for a company. Who was founded by a guy that sold, I think, a few other dot-com companies to Amazon mm-hmm. several years back. So they just keep trying to reinvent the wheel with with what Amazon's been doing: um, subscription-based two-day shipping, mm-hmm. seen it; um, <laughs> grocery delivery on, from online orders, seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're just following the same blueprint. I'm, I want them to go out and try and something that. Amazon hasn't tried and succeeded at already. Um, which what would that it's be? It's very small. <laughs> exactly. So maybe there, maybe there isn't anything. Maybe that's what Walmart is telling us: is that Amazon has done everything there is to do in the retail space. But um, yeah, I'm just nervous um, overall because consumers are spending much more money on services um, than they than they do on on goods. Um, travel is a much bigger portion of people's budgets now. But income is gradually rising mm. um, jobs are being created and um, consumer sentiment is doing fairly well so um, in that regard retail should be doing very well but it's these online sources that are really stealing all the fruit right absolutely and Amazon is certainly the leading the pack yes, there it is. so so again plenty to watch with Walmart probably just you know same old same old there to a certain extent just hope something new comes along yeah yeah absolutely speaking of something new uh, this news just came out earlier today McDonald's has decided to serve fitness trackers with their Happy Meals instead of toys for a limited amount of time. Uh, children will receive instead of a plastic figurine mm-hmm. or you know a plushy beanie baby, uh, they will get step counters, uh, which okay. is riveting. My, this is the end, man. This <laughs> is uh, we've reached the, the end at, at this point. I get what McDonald's is trying to do. Obviously, it has this reputation of of you know. Hurting health, yes. I suppose, especially with children. But you're not hurting. You're not helping here. You're hurting the children now even more. You know, if if kids are eating too much McDonald's, that's on their parents. You don't right. need to strap them with step counters and make them burn off the calories. You need to make their parents not take them to McDonald's thirty times a month and let the kids have a toy, a toy to play with, have a toy to yeah. play with. Exactly. Than make cast them, aside, <laughs> give them a ball, put them outside. Yeah, make, make them play with something instead of you know count your count your calories. I first see quite a few parents forcing their kids to go to McDonald's just to get themselves a step counter for free. <laughs> you know, that's an Gosh, excellent darn point. it, kid! Eat the nuggets. And will the kids want to go to McDonald's when you're going to get a step counter there at Burger King? You can get a you know a, a little plush. You can get a little balloon unicorn. Absolutely, oh, or maybe a kite. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this one bit. Uh, McDonald's. They should put on the box how many steps it takes to burn off. The Happy Meal. Ooh, I like that. You know what? If you're going to shoot yourself in the <laughs> foot, right. shoot, shoot yourself in both feet. Absolutely. All right. Taylor Muckerman, thank you for being here. You got it. Thank As you. always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Mark Reith. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.